Welcome to The Edges of Lean. I'm Bella Engelbach, and in this podcast, we explore the human and creative side of lean thinking, unusual places where lean thinking is practiced. We meet people who are practicing continuous improvement in many different flavors and styles. So come along with me on a journey to the edges of lean. Episode 69, Continuously Improving Your LinkedIn Profile with Daniel Alphon. When I first created my LinkedIn account, I added my name, a nice picture, and I uploaded my resume. It turns out, for those of us who work as consultants and coaches, those resumes on LinkedIn don't do much to help us connect with clients. Daniel Alphon is a LinkedIn expert, and he blew my mind with his insights in this conversation. Note, I updated my LinkedIn page live as we recorded this show, so for the full effect, check out this episode on the Lean for Humans YouTube channel. Daniel Alford, welcome to the Edges of Lean. Thank you very much, Bella. It's a pleasure to be with you. Hey, Daniel, tell us about yourself. What is it that you do now, and how did your career path lead you to doing what you do today? Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm a LinkedIn specialist, so I help uh, as consultants and, and uh, uh, people use LinkedIn better. And I stumbled upon LinkedIn early in 2004. I signed up, and two years later, Bella, I held a sales position. I needed to carry quota, and it was frightening, and I wasn't very success- successful. Until one evening, LinkedIn showed me the name of the person I needed to reach out to. And that enabled me to slash my sales cycle 30% because back then, at least a third of our time was just to find the name of the right person within the organization we needed to speak with. And, and that was the moment I needed to, uh, I decided to see what's under the hood and discover that. Long story short, I specialized in LinkedIn and then friends asked me to come and help their uh, their staff. and. This is um, everything I do for almost a decade. Oh my goodness! So it's as it's as if you found it. You found a career, um, or the career found you based on your own need. Wow, yeah, that's great, <laughs> and, and and so interesting that you saw that opportunity and decided to go after it. Daniel, I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast spend quite a bit of time on LinkedIn, uh, you know, working on their LinkedIn profiles, trying to decide what to say, how to say it. And um, so I know that what you have to share with us today is going to be really um, helpful and interesting. So I want to let people know Daniel's going to be sharing his screen um, and so while you may be listening, and we're going to do our best to describe what he's showing on the screen, um, you can also find this podcast on YouTube. Um, you can just search for The Edges of Lean on YouTube and uh, you'll find it. And of course, the link uh, will be, well, I'll put the link in the show notes. So you'll be able to find it if you want to see what it is that Daniel is talking about. So, Daniel, how many people do you think are using LinkedIn as the primary way of finding customers? Excellent question. In general, Bell, LinkedIn has over 850 million users. And as of August 2022, every second, three people sign up. Wow. 
Um, the amount of independents who use LinkedIn primarily, uh, everything B2B is mostly LinkedIn. There is no uh, large community out there that, that could help uh, business owners and, and consultants. And uh, even if you're not using LinkedIn that much, whenever clients look you up and Google you, for many consultants and may, many LinkedIn practitioners, their LinkedIn profile will top the list. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, because I, I think most of us, and I certainly did, I got in onto LinkedIn as a way, honestly, of keeping my uh, resume, my CV updated and yes. being ready should I need to look for another position. Um, and I, I've always thought of it, or I originally thought of it as a place to connect in terms of uh, a job network. It, you know, it's a, it's, it's, you know, where, where you meet people who might help you find another job. And so the idea then of LinkedIn as a place where you can connect with customers who may be interested in and need your services, at least to me, it was kind of a secondary idea. You know, obviously, now that I am an independent consultant, it's it's very important to me. But I got to say, Daniel, that my LinkedIn profile, I think, probably still looks like I'm looking for a job. So do you see that a lot? Uh, I, I think what I could suggest perhaps to you, Bella, and to, and to many of our listeners here is simply to adopt a different state of mind about LinkedIn. If you know that you're not looking for a position, you're not lo look, looking to be an employee, then simply consider your LinkedIn profile to be a website that needs to convert your ideal reader into reaching out to you. Oh, okay. So, so you need to think of it as less of that list of his all the jobs I've had in the past, and more like a, a website. So, can you show us what that looks like? What does that mean? Absolutely. So, I'm going to share my my screen now, and we'll, we'll start with the distinction between employees and and, and non-employees. When you're looking for a position as an employee then it's certainly important for people to understand where you worked and when you when you left company A and when you moved from company B. But if you're looking for uh, uh, gigs and projects and clients, then it's less important for them whether you worked for Johnson & Johnson until October 2018 or November 2019. What they're interested in is seeing whether what you can bring to the table, Bella, is relevant for them. So first things right. First. So so let's 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 say what what we're looking at right now. So he's actually looking at my LinkedIn page. Um, and so uh, again, uh, if you want to see this, you can go to um, to the YouTube version of this podcast to, to see that. And, and so, what, Daniel, what are you seeing up at the top? What I see initially is the banner. And that's yes. already a way for you, Bell, to stand out because 99% of LinkedIn users, 850 million users, haven't even uploaded any banner. So consider the banner a visual that will be on top of your profile photo as a, as a way for you to stand out from people. It could be the name of your firm. It could be uh, a, a speech you gave, a recognition you received. It could be a motto you believe in. It could be something uh, like a client interaction you had or you giving uh, uh, receiving an award or recording a podcast the limit is really our imagination and your your banner says creative 
and I see the bulb and the yellow orange, and it puts me in a certain mood. So let's let's go back to the questions. Question number one: Who's your ideal reader? For Lean for Humans, who would you you describe as the ideal reader on LinkedIn? So my ideal reader is somebody who is looking to improve their company or their own life, but want to do it with some creativity. Um, yeah. Excellent. So that, that was why I selected that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And the next question I would ask, say we could add to this call those uh, people who want some creative way in the, in the problem solving and, and the lean uh, world, what action would you like them to perform after they read your profile, they scroll, they read, they click, then what would you like them to do? Oh, gosh, you know what I would love them to do would be to, to actually contact me or go to my website, but I'm looking at it and it doesn't look like it's very easy to do that. I'm, I'm glad you said it. The good news is that we can fix that within 40 seconds. If you're up to it, we can do it live and everyone will see how to do it. Wow. All right. All right. So for those of you who are listening, he would, would um, let, let me see. I've got to go to LinkedIn myself. Cool. And meanwhile, yep. I'll just describe, I'll, I'll describe the process. What we'll try to do is feature your website in a prominent way on your LinkedIn profile in order to, for people to understand faster the benefit of visiting your website or, or of going to linkforhumans.com. And it's very easy right. to do. Let's try to do this. Okay. So I'm going to go to my profile. And Excellent. I'm going to close my messages because nobody needs to see my messages. There <laughs> uh, we go. View profile. Okay. So I will share my screen then. Thank you. Right. Awesome. So, so we need really... Two elements. I would like you to, to open a new tab with Link for Humans, please. A new tab with what? Yes, with, with the website. Okay. And I assume you'd uh, uh, like to direct them to the homepage. If I'm mistaken, then guide me and go to the direct page you'd like them to see. Okay, yeah. Excellent. Could, once you copy that, I'd like you to go back, please, to your LinkedIn profile. All right. So what I'm doing now is, is for those of you who can't see, is I am just making sure that I'm getting my uh, website uh, name correct so that we put it in. All right. So go back to my LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Excellent. Now there's a, an add profile section below your photo, and I would like you to click on that again, add profile section. And once we click, you see we commanded the second from bottom. And if you click okay, on recommend so, it, yeah. please, please do. Yeah. Then please, I'd like to select featured. Okay, add featured. Yes, ma'am. And when you click on add featured, there'll be a plus sign to the right. Aha, uh -huh. right, to the right. And this is yes. where my audience finds out I do not know what's the difference between right and left. And it says add a link. So should I click that? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm gonna do I, that. Please paste the link here, click on add, and let's chat for a few seconds until LinkedIn brings it up. Okay. And LinkedIn is trying to find an image with your website and LinkedIn will show us that image and you can confirm or change the image that LinkedIn will show us. 
Okay, interesting. So that makes you also think about then what does your website um, look like? So Absolutely. I have a thumbnail and the thumbnail is is blank, Daniel. So what should I do now? So I would like you to change that because it's uh, less appealing. And what I would like you to do is click on the pencil and replace that and upload a photo of your, your website or your homepage, anything you, you have. Okay. So that's something that I would have to search for. So I'm not going to take, I would not going to take the time to do that right now. Okay. Um, so what we okay. could do is simply hit save and, and, and then you can change the photo later on. I can, I'll change the photo later on. Okay. So we'll hit save and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of imagine what it looks like right now. Excellent. Okay. So, so this is what then back on featured. So what we're seeing now is it's going to say home lean for humans. And it would have this nice picture representing my website. Once I put a good picture up yes. there. So, okay. Uh, it, it, for example, you could decide that you're uploading or using the logo where it says lean for, uh, lean for humans, lean consulting mm -hmm. with, with people at the center. And that's also something that could be uh, a nice image if you'd like. Okay, great. So should I go back now? I'll hit the, the back arrow. Yes, please. And I'd like us to, to go back to the question. So, so we said someone who's interested in a more creative way of finding, uh, of, of solving uh, lean related issues, and you'd like them to reach out to you. And uh, an important distinction I'd like to, to people to understand is that reaching out to you does not necessarily have to take place on LinkedIn. Oh, that's an interesting point. So reaching out to me, does it, it doesn't mean that necessarily that they're going to send me a direct message on LinkedIn. Right. In right. fact, it's quite complicated for people to send, you, to send you a direct message because other than 2,000 people who have connected with you in the past, when they click on contact info, they see no email. And when they click on message, LinkedIn asks those people to upgrade and pay for a premium account. Oh, yeah. So it's very important to understand that the fact that we, you see the contact info or that someone you connected with sees your contact here doesn't mean that most people see. Most people will not. So it's our responsibility to make it as easy as possible for them to find the website, to see what you bring to the table, and then to know that Bella is part of the answer and to make them reach out to you. Conversion is often easier on your website then on LinkedIn. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. So, cause when they go to the website, then they can, they can do, hit the contact and then I get the emails. Right. Isn't that it? That's so that's really interesting, Daniel. That is like, that's a huge revelation to me. And maybe some of you who are listening and saying, Oh yeah, I knew that, but this is so amazing. Many of the people who want to reach you, can't message you on LinkedIn without paying extra money, which will annoy them or may not be part of what they want to do. So, yeah. Absolutely. So they um, have to be able to find your website or some other way to contact you. Great. So so if we now look at, uh, at your profile, the website, what sort of information would you like to show your prospect and what order would you like them to show that information? And if I can make another suggestion, I'd like to scroll down a bit to the experience section where I see uh, something that looks like a duplicate for Lean for Humans. If you scroll down some more, 
we'll go to okay. the experience section. Yes. So okay, you have, here we are. The, you have uh, the lead consultants and the <clears throat> independent consultant. I'm sorry. Do, do they have to be two separate entries? No, I'm not even sure, Daniel, how that became two separate en entries. I think it's because I'm, you know, thinking about the about LinkedIn as a CV. So mm -hmm. as right, so when I first opened the business. I just went quickly went on LinkedIn and said I was an independent consultant. And then later I said, all right, no, actually in my own company, I'm the lead cup, the lead consultant. So I updated it. And I think LinkedIn thought, hey, that's a promotion, right? Because <laughs> that's how LinkedIn translates it. But it's really the same position. Excellent. So would you feel okay if we uh remove the independent and maybe and and uh cap? Yeah, the absolutely. Absolutely. So how do I do that? Great. So I'd like you to scroll up a bit until you see a pencil to the right. Yes. Okay. I'd like you to click on the pencil to the pen the pencil to the right of the experience section. Will bring us to the experience section. And now, if you scroll down a bit below the lead for humans uh, lead consultant, you'll have the independent consultant and the pencil to the right. What I would like you better to do is to click on that pencil. And. In the box that LinkedIn will show you at the very bottom to the left, you'll see a delete experience. Okay. All right. So this I'm going to delete this experience. Yes. yes I'm going to delete it because it's the same experience as the other one. Great. Can I make one right. more suggestion? Yes, please do. So if uh, we could add people who could be interested in, in working with you and they, they were looking at the lean uh, for humans, what sort of text would you like them to read before they understand what you do because right now there's a grand total of seven or eight words right right so i would i would i would so i'm going to go ahead and edit that um and my look yes and i'm going to say i'll thank you And what we could do here is simply take text from your existing website. That's text yeah. you've you've, read, you've uh, edited and text you feel comfortable about. Simply, I know that I can leave LinkedIn and go elsewhere and find a lot of information about what you do, but I think it makes it easier for the reader if you put that information here. No, each click you save for someone makes it easier for them to understand they need to reach out to you. And there's so I'm just typing something in there right now, um, and I have to go back and, and edit this. Excellent. So th this this can be a simple placeholder. It's not urgent. It's important. Uh, what you described earlier is is uh, there are probably millions of, of consultants out there who initially uh, treated LinkedIn as as a CV uh, repository, and if you'd like to treat it as a website, then the experience section needs to be streamlined. For example, so let me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you another question again. For those of you who who can't see what we're looking at, looking at at my um, experience section, what it has on top of uh, my work with Lean for Humans, being lead consultant um, at Lean for Humans, is 
a, a nonprofit board position that I also have. And of course, this work of being a podcaster with the edges of lean. Both of those are in addition to um, being, uh, you know, a consultant and coach with lean for humans. So Daniel, is there a way to keep those on there, but not make them look like I suddenly took new jobs as, as a podcaster and a board member? Yes, ma'am. I'm glad you, you asked that question. So I'd like you to scroll up a bit until you see the reorder arrows, like two arrows. Oh, look at those. That's a secret. All right. uh, yeah. yeah, how about that? Look at that. So for the, again, for those of you who are listening and not watching, I've opened the experience section. And of course, there's that little plus where you can add your new job, your new role, your new whatever whatever it is but what i had never noticed is two little carrots one that goes up and one that goes down right next to that plus sign and what daniel's saying is that's going to help reorganize it so i click that yes please okay great and now the board member for the ngo if you click to the right and carry it you can place it below the link for humans second okay. third or fourth and simply put it where you'd like it to be. Okay, and the same with the podcast. Yes, ma'am. Okay. In, in other words, you can um, arrange the experience section based on your interest and not on the actual dates if, if in order for people to understand what is important for you. Most people will look at the first entry, and so we need to make that first entry count. All right, and then I just click X. I don't have to, I says save for successful. So we'll see what happened. Oh, look Excellent. at that. So now I have the consultant first and then being a podcaster and a board member um, below that. Great. That's so uh, helpful. Hey, Thank you. You're, you're doing the hard work. Would you like to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would it be okay to give people an example of the podcast and for the lean for humans with an image or something in the podcaster section? Yeah, I can do that. So um, I could, I can put in, uh, and again, that so that's something I can edit in later, right? So I, I've just yes. clicked that where it says edit experience. And where do you add an image? So at the bottom, you see uh, add media. Oh, there two, there okay. Number, there, yeah, there are a number of yeah, go ahead. there. What All right. option so, would be, yes. So just I'm just to describe for people again. So I clicked um, edit the particular experience of being a podcaster, and um, I actually would want to go back up to the top and say, you know, I'm a part the, the name of the podcast. I think that's very important. But I can actually add media if I scroll all the way down to the bottom of that edit experience section. I can add media, which includes it says external documents, photos, sites, videos, and presentations, and then. I guess not every file type supported, but we have to. So I could add um, some media here, an image or a snippet of the podcast or yes, if you click YouTube on link. Yes, ma'am. It could be a link. It could be uh, a file. So it's up to you. Sometimes you only have a file. Sometimes it could be a link. Would you like to point people to InfoHumans uh, backslash podcast or to Spotify or Apple or something else? Yeah, yeah. So I would have to think about that. What do I want okay. to, you know, what do I want to do? But uh, yeah, that would be, that's a very cool thing to do. Yeah, so people could actually 
could actually check out um, the podcast right there from my page. Excellent. Again, uh, uh, producing the podcast, creating the podcast, launching the podcast, recording and post-production takes hours, but showing people on LinkedIn takes literally minutes or seconds. And, and this is one very quick uh, example of how you can streamline your, your LinkedIn profile to be more aligned with what you'd like prospect to know about you. Wow. Wow. And I could then I could do also do the same thing with the board member role. If if I think it, it, you know people are interested in that, I can actually also include some media about about this particular uh, wonderful nonprofit that I'm involved with. Absolutely. And if you uh, there are also other ways you could use it as a project, so it won't clutter the experience section at all. There, there, there you can add it as oh. volunteering. Um, if you remember the ad profile section, we, you uh, used to add the featured element. There are all sorts of uh, additions there that people can play with. And maybe some of the listeners will say, you know what? I don't want it to be in my experience section at all. I consider the board membership to be something else. I don't want it as part of my experience, but I do want to show it as volunteering or as organizations or even as projects. So, so it's up to, to, to us. And just for, for, remember what, what you said earlier about adding something to LinkedIn way back and then forgetting about it. Try to look at it, you know what, every six months, that should do it. If you look at it in, in six months and you've launched something else or you pivoted or there's, there's something else, you will be able to catch it up and within two minutes to make it more appealing to your visitors than it is today. So just I, just I just clicked again on where it says add profile section. So there are many different other types of pro profile sections that can be added. And Daniel, honestly, I never looked at this stuff. So this is very cool. Excellent. Again, yeah. you, you've, you've got very good elements. Okay? The, the banner was there initially and the contact info had the link to, to the website, but we can also always try to make it easier for people to, to understand how uh, we are a solution to their uh, to their problems. Very cool, very cool. A last suggestion, if I may, about- Yes, please. Well, I'd like you to uh, show us the about section. If you scroll down a bit, and I will okay. only, uh, I'm sorry, it's, um, it's, it's a bit a, it's up. Yeah. It's up, I think, yes. about. So yes, what, so where are we looking? So I so, let's try to scroll down a bit, please. Okay. I get for those of you who are listening, we're just uh, okay. got featured activity. Fine. Just below the activity, we should see. Here we go. Section. About Excellent. yes. Excellent. The about section is very well written, but it's not easily read. What I mean by that is that we see our eyes perceive a, a, a paragraph or more than one paragraph. And we need to understand that some people visit our profile when they run a search. I could run a search for agile, lean, practitioner, consultant, Pennsylvania, XYZ, and find 200 people. So each, each second I spend on Bella's profile, my mind goes, but there are 200 people out there. So it's our responsibility to try and offer that information in the best possible digestible way. And that means simply looking at that text and adding white lines and adding bullets and basically adding spaces 
so our eyes begin to read the author of Creatively Lean, how to get out of your own way and drive innovation. Because it's now it's very difficult for when, when people see a bunch of text, they stop and they're asked to remind, do I need to read this? And maybe your audience is different, but most people don't like to read. So the easier we, we offer that information, the likelier they are to simply start reading and then understanding why they need to reach out to you. Again, everything we, we've said so far doesn't cost anything. It just requires a couple of minutes and, and some uh, decisions you can make. It will make it easier for people to understand why they need to reach out to you. That, uh, so that uh, that's really great advice. So for those of you who are listening and not watching, that my about section was one big block of text. And thank you, Daniel, for saying it was well written. But I, you know, I don't know if that's true. But it, it was definitely one big block of text. So what I've just done is added, just broken it up into paragraphs and separated it out. But I think it's really good advice from you to really look at that and say, you know, can people find what I, I can they actually find in this in the first 30 seconds or less um me right so it's I'm so proud of my book and that's the first thing that's in my about section but um if you if you buy my book super I love you all who have bought my book you're fabulous people but um if I want people to find me as a consultant and coach that's probably not the first thing to put in my about section Super. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you're saying, Daniel, that this is not stuff that takes hours and hours. And we have most of this stuff, right? We have our bios. Um, many of us have websites. We have all kinds of material to put in. If the question is, you know, when it, that it's there and that it's that it's pops up for people. Excellent. So can I stop sharing for a second? I want to ask you a couple of questions about who we connect with. Because this is my other big question, and I've always told my friends in the lean community this. I have a huge network on LinkedIn of people like me, and I love them. And, and, and we love talking to each other, and I love meeting new uh, women, especially, who are practicing lean and continuous improvement. It's one of the great joys of my life. But those people are not my customers. So is there something we should know about how we build our networks or add to our networks? And, and do we need this massive network? I think LinkedIn encourages us to just keep adding and adding, adding people. Does that do us any good? Great, great question. And, and simply asking the question goes almost halfway to, to the solution. No, you don't always need that. So the question I would like uh, us to consider is this in three years time Bella would you like to be the best connected or the most connected if you needed to pick one of those what would what would be your gut instinct well you know from a lean perspective we always say that we would you know that the, the quality is much better than than having and um, than having a vast quantity of things that really aren't useful to you right that's not that's not lean to have lots and lots of things that are not helpful Excellent. So the, the thing is, even though LinkedIn will always encourage you to grow your network and people will always send you invitations, it's up for you to call the shots. And I'm, I, I'd mm. like to, to draw the attention to what happens when you connect with people you don't know well. A prospect of yours could look at your profile and in some cases, if you two share a mutual connection or more, 
then what they think, Bella, about those people will somehow transfer to you. And so let's imagine I see two names of uh, mutually connection, mutual connections. I see Adam Walker and I see John Doe. You will not be there to tell me, forget John, speak to Adam. And if, I, uh -huh. if it's easier for me to go and speak with John or Jane, then that's what I would do. But had I asked Adam, then he would tell me I was on, on, uh, on the podcast and I had a great chat and I think you need to speak with Bella. So just as what we did so far was trying to make sure that your profile speaks for itself, the next stage is to make sure that your connections speak for themselves. Mm. And that means that you draw the line. If you want quality, then it doesn't matter how many people send you invitation requests. I can also share a way for you to reply to those people and say, if I can build help, please let me know. This is my website. Thank you very much. If they want to hire you as a consultant, then please continue engaging with them. But if they only feel you're part of the same community and you can't say anything meaningful about them, in many cases, they cannot say many things about you. So that prospect asking Adam or asking John, we would like that person to vouch for us, to recommend working with us, to recommend reaching out to us. And who can do this? do that only people who really know us right yeah yeah so it's it it's a tough choice i know yeah but if you if you are for the for quality then understand what happens in the linkedin world for many consultants and many corporate uh, refugees if you like we start with quality and then at one point we hear that we need to grow our network and we grow our network, network from 200 to 2,000 people. And we think we're popular. But the truth is that few people will see what we share on LinkedIn, will not get a lot of exposure, simply because to, to get exposure, you need tens of thousands of followers, 30,000 followers to start with. And if I only increase my network to 2,000, 3,000 or 4,000, then I, I'm paying two prices. One, I polluted the quality of my network. And when people ask those mutual connections about us, they will no longer be able to say, of course, you need to speak with that person. And we've only gained marginal exposure, not enough exposure to make a difference. If you want to have quantity, you need to aim for 40,000 connections. If you don't, if that's not of interest wow. to you then stick to people you know well it could be 80 people it could be 200 people you could gain contracts gigs and projects with 200 people and you might have 40,000 people and say where are my clients why am i not benefiting from this wow that's really interesting yeah, because I mean, certainly that's LinkedIn does say to you, you know, here's some new people to connect with. Why don't you connect with these people? You know, that happens every single day, <laughs> yeah, every every day. And I, I think we're we're all experiencing that. So so quality over quantity, because we want those people that if somebody reaches out and says, hey, you know, do you know do you know Bella? Do you know Daniel? What can you tell me about them? They they actually can say something positive about you, something helpful. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that makes so much sense. That really <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Thank yeah. So tell us about the difference between 
connections and followers? Great. So um, LinkedIn has uh, launched the creator mode, and that basically means that you can turn your profile in, uh, you can change your profile by adopting the creator mode, and that would make the default action following Bella instead of connecting with Bella. There would still be a way for people to send you an invitation request, but the default button they will see is hit follow. There's, there's no downside to following you. you. It doesn't pollute the quality of your network. It does increase your exposure. It, it's great. LinkedIn also uh, starts offering uh, more analytics to creator mode users, and, and you could potentially uh, gain more views for things for shares on LinkedIn when you do uh, when you try using the, the creator mode. And I think something it is something that many people should start and play with and decide whether it's it's uh, interesting for them. An additional benefit would, would be the ability to add a link to the web to their website or a website of their choice. And that could be uh, even uh, above the uh, featured section. So it will be a call to action with a link that would be placed uh, uh, close to your profile photo. And that's that's to, to in order to do that, you simply turn on the creator mode and then people by default will follow you instead of connecting with you. So then you're not, you're not, as you said, kind of polluting your connections, polluting, polluting your network, but you're gaining people who will are more likely to see your your activity on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's oh, that's really that's very helpful. That's that's very helpful. So what about your LinkedIn profile, Daniel? What's what's it um what how often do you update it? What do you do to it? I try to, to walk the talk. I, every quarter, I have uh, uh, blocked some time uh, to look at my profile from, uh, from an external uh, perspective. And that means that after I sit and decide whether, you know, 2023, I want to, to launch a course or do something else, and, and is, is, is that information uh, properly reflected on my LinkedIn profile? Would I like to change the banner? Would I want to change the websites? Would I need to change things there? Another quick suggest suggestion I would make is to uh, ask someone you're actually not connected with to bring up your LinkedIn profile. It could be on the app, it could be on a Zoom call, and they would show you on your website. And what impor what's important is what they show you, not what we see on our own profile. Uh for example, right. there, I have a number of clients who, when I look them up, I saw no profile photos. And they all told me, but Daniel, I know I have a profile photo. Why can't you see it? And the truth is, there is a privacy settings that makes some people uh, choose to have the uh, their photo visible only to connections. And that means 99% of people will not see a profile photo. And the latest stat by LinkedIn shows that whenever you have a profile photo, like you do, you're likely to have up to 24 more clicks than people with no profile photos. Because usually right. we associate someone with no profile photo with something that's not up to date. So we don't even bother visiting that person's profile. Right. And and so I know that is a choice that people make that, you know, sometimes they don't want their 
the photo out there, or perhaps people who have had their image stolen are are unhappy about about that. So, you know, but it's something to think about if you are one of those people who has that privacy mode. First of all, you know, look at your look at your LinkedIn profile with somebody else so you can see someone, and I guess someone who's not connected with you, so you can see what other people are seeing. And then really, you know, think about what's the balance there. Um, in terms of of how you're using LinkedIn and and uh, the types of privacy that you want to have. Great. Uh, a question I would ask is, do the people who matter to you now, looking ahead, do they use LinkedIn? In other words, if I'm uh, a, a consultant within a practice and I want to start out on my own, will my future clients be on LinkedIn or not? Some people will okay. say, no, my clients will not be on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn may be less relevant for them. But if they think that their clients or their prospects are on LinkedIn, then they need to to uh, to improve their game. Ah, uh, wow, yeah, yeah, and I've I have I have seen that happen with somebody um, that who actually uh, wanted to connect, and I actually messaged them and said I would love to connect, but I'm a little I'm actually a little bit worried that you don't have a profile picture, and they said yeah, but I do have a profile picture, it's, but and it, you know of course when. I finally connected that I was able to see it. Yeah. Wow. Um, this is, I mean, this is all so, such a revelation to me. And I'm sure people have a lot more questions for you, Daniel. So let's find out from Daniel Alphon. How do you find Daniel Alphon? How, if somebody wants to connect with you, learn more about you, perhaps get some additional help, uh, what do they do? Thank you very much, Bella. They simply hit danielalphon.com. And they can book a one-on-one or download guides or learn a lot more about the, the things we've touched on today. Wow, that's great. This has been so interesting and you've certainly helped me um, a lot. Um, it's it's totally changed my perspective on, on LinkedIn and I'm going to be spending a little bit of time later on updating it. So those of you who know me, take a look. And, and if, I, if I heard you from my connections, don't be insulted. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, um, but I'm sure that uh, that we'll all, we'll all be fine. So, Daniel, now that you that we've had this conversation, uh, the question I ask everyone um, to wrap up is always, "What's your one piece of advice for a young person starting out?" And I and I know so many people who, you know, are you know just graduating from school or they have kids graduating from school, and the first thing they're doing, they go to the career office, and the and the career office says create a LinkedIn profile. So I was wondering if you could kind of put your advice, couch it in terms of that. You though you may have other important advice for us. Great. So as much as I love LinkedIn, for, yeah. for me, LinkedIn is the tool. And yeah. The, Soft skill is networking. And in my book, networking beats LinkedIn for breakfast. And my advice for a younger generation would be the people you're studying with, the people you, uh, you work with, those people in two years' time, in three years' time, they'll end up working for the companies you'd like to work for. And if you only remember them when you need them in 2026 and you reach out and you say, hey, we haven't spoken in four years, but I see that you manage X, Y, Z. I'd like to, I'd like you to put a word with your manager. You're less likely to make a good impression. And if you do manage to keep in touch with people when you need nothing from them, that basically enables you 
in a year's time or two years time to learn about new opportunities or to reach out to them when you really need their help and you would feel a lot more comfortable making that gesture and they would not look at you and say like you're the eighth person who suddenly remembers me after our uh, firm said they were, they were looking for a chief agile uh, xyz so be if you so be a good friend right keep up yes. with those relationships yes because it's gifts we've received and we often disregard them and we forget about them and, and we only transactional about it and, and people don't like it when we only remember them when we need them yeah wow that I, I, that is beautiful advice daniel that's I, I really appreciate that and you know the other thing that happens with that too is if you keep in touch with those people you have the opportunity to help them too and that is amazing when you can give somebody else uh you know a step up you can help you can help somebody else with with something that they that they want to do so uh when you graduate or tell your kids when they graduate uh, keep up with those friendships um remember remember the people that that are from school and uh, stay in touch and the professors too professors love to hear back from their students excellent <laughs> Well, well, Daniel Alphon, this has been a, a really terrific conversation. I'm so glad you joined us. And thank you so much for traveling with me to the edges of lean. My pleasure. It's been a pleasure to speak with you, Bella, as always. This is Bella Engelbach, and I'd like to thank Daniel Alphon for being my guest on the edges of lean. Are you planning to improve your LinkedIn profile now that you've heard this show? Would you like to learn more? We would love to hear from you. Find Daniel at danielalfon.com or on LinkedIn, of course. Find me on LinkedIn or at leanforhumans.com or comment wherever you watch or listen. Subscribe and tell a friend about the Edges of Lean. Please join me in exploring more of the Edges of Lean. There's a lot to learn. And check out my friends in the Lean Communicators community at leancommunicators.com. You'll find more podcasts and videos with lots of great new content every week. The Edges of Lean is written and produced by Bella Engelbach with support from Podcast Inc. This is a Lean for Humans production.